you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Check football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/slash/check. Some quick self-promotion for you before we jump into a show that I expect to be quite good because uh, rejoining us here in Studio 66, we've enjoyed his previous couple or few visits, Hall of Famer Rod Woodson, maybe the greatest of all cornerbacks. Yeah, that's right. Maybe even better than Deion Sanders. He would tell you he is better. That's what I like. I like that Rod Woodson and Deion Sanders will not back down. They'll start out. If you ask them, hey, Deion, who's better, you or Rod Woodson? They'll be nice. They'll be complimentary of the other. But then you press them. They'll, you know, the competitive juices start flowing, and they'll start making their case for themselves. So we'll talk to Rod Woodson, and we'll play one of our favorite games here, Hall or Nothing. We float out late guys late in their NFL careers or guys who just retired and ask Rod Woodson, who already has his gold jacket, whether there are some other guys who have a gold jacket in their futures. Um, so we'll do that. And uh, like I say, self-promotion real quick for you, NFL.com slash shooting the check, right? Black tie behind the glass. Shooting the check is what it is. And it's a, it's a gaggle, a bevy, a cornucopia uh, foolish interviews with some of the biggest stars in uh, in all the NFL. So give those a look. Or in other words, it's way too much Damashek than the world needs. I know that you resent that. I know. I believe me. I see how you cut stuff that I'm in. You always you always take me out. My my uh, my hilarious gems. You take them out with resentment. I would say though the why. draft day interview pretty good. 
The draft day, I caught up with uh, with Costner, Jen Garner, and Dennis Leary. That's also at NFL.com for your perusal. And uh, and we got some other stuff coming up. Oh, yeah, we'll have Hugh Jackman coming up in a couple weeks for you. But uh, anyway, all right, enough, uh, enough about all that. Let's start talking about pro football with a couple of guys here in Studio 66, a guy whose shadow has not seen the door in quite some time. Here he is, everybody, from NFL Network and NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop fell? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. So good to be back in this chair. And I've got a, I've got an announcement. You were in Detroit. I was all over the place. New the Orleans. WWE. That was New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to go down there and follow D'Angelo Williams. Oh, wait. That wasn't. The, yeah, right. Well, New, Orleans New Orleans is where it was. Right. Oh, yeah, that's cool. where the w, the WrestleMania went down. That's where it went down. I was following him around for a couple of weeks or for a week, for a weekend, I should say. But the big news, I'm so excited. I want to thank I want to I want to thank the rank amateurs because mm. we have now reached forty three thousand Twitter followers at Adam Rank at Adam Rank and the cool thing too is when I get a celebrity to follow me somebody who's verified I get a notification this weekend I got a notification huge name in the world of sports and entertainment Dave Damashek follows me <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> that was, that came I was wondering Saturday. I almost I almost DM'd you <laughs> no you didn't. I almost DM'd you to say to say oops to see if you would notice it, and then I assume people don't notice those kind of things when people uh, uh, follow you. I, I I do periodically. I will have to cut some people because I like to keep the, na- you go the number. You go sixty six. At sixty six, we both have rigid guidelines. Mine's a little bit bigger. I'm two ninety nine, but you're sixty six. Well, I didn't. I it was it was a clerical error. I clicked you off, and mm-hmm. then I was like, wait a sec, and then I realized what I had done. But I don't want to say who I who I unfollowed. Not that their lives would be affected by it. But see, that's not. It wasn't anybody here. It wasn't it was nobody who works in NFL media if that if that matters to anybody. See, that's uh, not the image I have conjured up. I imagine you just being like that son of a and then you did it <laughs> and then an hour later you're like, "Oh, it's a bad idea. I should go follow him." Give the kid a break. <laughs> Rank in his in his incessant wrestling talk. Um so, all right, next up here in Studio 66, a man who just published at NFL.com his, uh, his new piece, The 20 Greatest Quarterbacks of All Time. Here he is, everybody, Elliot Harrison. What's the poop with you, fella? What's happening, man? I don't I... care for those lenses. You don't? No, they're too triangular. I mean, not rectangular. They're too, they make your face look a little odd. You need some rhombusoid lenses. Would you care those are to say glasses. what you think that I look like in these glasses? Are you, no, are you no. willing to say that on the are air? Are those different? <laughs> No, they're the same ones. No, I just, I just wanted to see if you would say it on the air. Well, no, it's not. They're they're effeminate. <laughs> I just said, yeah, they're mom glasses. Yeah, they're not. They're, that's uh, that's something that uh, the lunch lady at school would wear while she's handing out sloppy <laughs> joes. Actually, I think it was the ones, the same ones Chris Farley wore in the lunch lady video that he did with Adam Sandler on Saturday Night Live. Um, so we're going to get into EH's uh, top twenty QBs here in one second, and uh, you'll be stunned to learn that I have several issues glaring issues (laughs) and lastly another guy who uh, is great when it comes to not just the current state of pro football but also its history from around the league he's one of the fine performers on the around the league podcast as well as he makes his uh, nice pages there at nfl.com slash around the league slash atl here he is everybody all the way from cincinnati ohio chris (laughs) wesling what's the poop with you not much i just came up from the newsroom i was Working on a Tolstoy-esque uh, Matt Schaub post, which uh, will not endear me to Raiders fans, but I've given up hope on that. <laughs> Tolstoy-esque. Yeah, I can't Tolstoy. wait to get Rod Woodson, who does some work with the Raiders these days, 
um, to hear what his uh, what he what he thinks of the state of the Raiders. Like I said a week or two ago, we all jumped in real quick and said, "Oh, the Raiders! What a ridiculous joke they are!" But over the last couple of weeks, they've kind of rounded into decent shape. They happen to be in a rugged division, but I think that the Raiders have put something good together now over these, uh, like I say, the last two weeks or so. If you are a rebuilding team, you always want to have the oldest roster in the NFL. <laughs> well, listen, it's imperfect, but they look a lot better than they did two weeks ago, right? I think it depends what your goal is. If it's to win seven games and then uh, tear down your team and rebuild again the next year, they're in fine shape. I think that is their goal. I think that's kind of how they approach it, or at least that's uh, Dennis Allen's goal, right? He wants eight (laughs) wins. If I can get to eight wins, I save my gig. Well, when they bumped the cap up from, what was it, Chris, 129 to 133 and a half? It went up by almost 10 million. Yeah, okay. around 10 million. Right, it was 123. It went up to 133. The Raiders had $70 million in cap money. They'd gotten rid of all their dead money problems from the last couple of years. So you'd think that they would have gone out and gotten some guys like Michael Johnson, Ultron Werner. These may not be the sexy names, but they're the young names on the free agent market. I was hoping they'd make a play for Donald Butler, who the Chargers ended up re-signing. But guys that are 25, 26 years old, exactly what we're referring to, because they had the money to outbid everybody. Well, or, the, the or Val perhaps, Deer move is, a, is the right. weirdest of them all, based on you know the fact that he says, I didn't. He, he doesn't indicate that he wanted out of Oakland. He makes it sound like it's the Raiders who let him walk away. It's weird. Very strange. And here come those Cardinals. And that leads me to Daniel Jeremiah on NFL.com has his latest mock draft up there. And he projects that Derek Carr is going to be the pick of the Cardinals. I like that. What I would like even better, and I've been bellyaching about this is one of those ones I've gone on for at least 10 months about now. Listen, the New England Patriots have Ryan Mallett. He's going into the last year of his contract. They Bill Belichick is not going to let him just uh, fade away on the bench and get nothing for him. He's going to trade him before this draft. I hear that Bill O'Brien is not in love with Ryan Mallett, even though they've worked together. What about Mallett to the Cardinals? That seems ideal to me. What's his his primary skill is the deep ball. He's a big guy, would stand in that pocket. He'd round that team into shape. And Carson Palmer's the biggest question. Yes, Wes? Uh, who wants the next Andrew Walter? I don't think that that's a fair comparison. How dare you? I don't think that's a fair comparison. If Bill O'Brien worked with him and doesn't want him, why would we assume he's the answer to the Cardinals' problems? Yeah, touche. That's not a bad point. That when I they... mean, we don't know what Ryan Mallett is, do we? Do we know? Wait, do we know that Bill O'Brien really doesn't like him? No, that's, I've, I've asked According some, I've asked to some people who, sources. I've asked a couple people who would know, and they say that they gather that Bill O'Brien. But then again, this is the time of they year where it really is loco, all the smoke screens, and we're not into that guy, but it turns out they are into that guy. I find it crazy in 2014, Eric Reed, when we kibbitzed with him, the uh, the fine safety, the the uh, pro bowler in his rookie season from the Niners, I uh, when I was talking to him about the draft process, he said it's very strange in that until they telephoned him to tell him they were picking him, he had never heard from the Niners, which sounds crazy to me. With all these pro days and all the kibitzin with everybody, he'd never heard from the Niners. He had no idea that they might take him until they called him and up. And they said, traded ready? up for him. And they said, are you ready to be a, a 49er? And he was confused by it. I tell you, I'm As though maybe they had a wrong number or something. I'm totally confused. And maybe because I wore my, what was it? Uh, cafeteria. Lunch lady. Uh, yeah, lunch, lunch lady. lady. Wait, why does Bill O'Brien have anything to do with the Cardinals? 
He doesn't. I'm saying that you would that, that it would be a natural fit for the with the first overall pick and a need for quarterback with the Texans for Bill O'Brien, who previously worked at least for a year with okay. Ryan Mallett up there to say, okay. and he also also has a relationship with Belichick to say, hey. Bill, do me a solid. I'll give you a second round pick, or I'll give you a, a third round pick, and you send me Ryan Mallett. So that you're saying like I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. So you're saying because Bill O'Brien doesn't want to work with him, then that would tell you maybe why the Cardinals don't wouldn't want to make. A if I was one. the Cardinals and Bill O'Brien, who has okay. worked every day with Ryan Mallett for a full season, doesn't want him, that would yeah, that would definitely okay. raise a red flag. But the knock mind. on him was that he liked to mix it up a little bit. That there, you know, he, he was into some nefarious Did, stuff. But you know wait, what? The exact knock was he thinks he's M and M. Well, all right, listen, you can read into that what it means That's, with his uh, That was the knock. What things he enjoyed doing recreationally as a college student, but of course I'll remind you, I'll counter it and this will lead us M&M, into a conversation. By the way, M and M's a rapper. In oh. case you didn't get that. Oh, I thought it was the the no, green he's, guy he's in the candy. commercial. No, no, no. He's not John Lovitz uh, from that commercial. Oh, not an Eminem, the right. rapper. I M- see. Okay. No, listen. I feel like Ryan Mallett was up to you know maybe he was naughty when he was twenty years of age, but so was Dan Marino, and that dropped dra- dropped his his uh, draft stock, and things still worked out for him okay. So I, I you know listen, and I say it a a million times if. Aaron Rodgers, not that they're the same guy, but if Aaron Rodgers could spend those years with Brett Favre and come out of it better for it, why wouldn't Ryan Mallett? And he's because they're not little, the same player? I know, but he's a little more mature, I think you when would you think, have, and you watch Tom Brady operate, you probably learn something unless you're a complete moron. I think when you have a knowledge void like we do with Ryan Mallett, all you have to go on is preseason game tape, reports out of New England, and what former coaches think of him, and I think that last thing, if Bill O'Brien doesn't think that highly of him, that would probably rate high for a guy when you have, like I said, that knowledge void. Yeah, well, what did, where was Bill Bryan there? His first year? Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, it was rookie, and then that was it. Yeah. And he was off to Penn State. I so think it's not like might have been seen two. Him. Might have been two years, but anyway. I think part of the question with Carson Palmer has been the cerebral part of the game. I, I don't think he's ever been considered a, quote, field general, to use a football term from 30 years ago. However, if I'm Bruce Arians and I just went 10-6 and six in the toughest division in football, do I really want to send the message, going outside of your theory, Chris, just giving a, a, an ancillary one, do I really want to send a message to my starting quarterback and my team that we're bringing another guy in you know, to compete? I mean, I, I feel like the Cardinals think that they have a team right now that can compete at least for a playoff spot. Do you really want to mess with that? Because when you bring in another quarterback, that's what you're doing. Oh, wow. Listen, I mean, if, if DJ is correct, if Jeremiah, the draft guru, is correct that uh, they might go for Derek Carr at pick number 20 there, then that's what they're going to have. And I think that that's being reasonable. I understand Carson Palmer's ego might be uh, might be a little damaged, but it's justified at this point. Sure. But he's a turnover a young, machine. But if it's a young quarterback to wait in the wings, that's different. If they draft yeah, a quarterback, exactly. well, in a couple a different of years, mentality. Derek Carr is going to be our quarterback. By the way, Bill O'Brien worked one year I was with Ryan Mallett, his rookie season. All right, well, one thing's for sure as we pivot into uh, EH's list here and wait on Rod Woodson's arrival here in Studio 66. Carson Palmer is not in the top 20 greatest quarterbacks of all time. No, he's not. Now, let's talk about who is. Uh, you can check it all out, NFL.com again. At number 20, right out of the gate, I'm just going to pick out – I'm going to cherry pick out my highlights here. The one thing I do want to kibitz with the gang about here is this. Who is – the better Denver Broncos quarterback, John Elway or Peyton Manning. Now, how we how we figure that all out, the entirety of their careers, their primes right now, 
so on. We'll get into those answers in a little bit. And I will let you know, I'll jump to the end of the story here and tell you that EH says Peyton Manning, the fourth best quarterback of all time. John Elway, the eighth best. I can't believe he's so low on your list. Eight. I know you say, well, there are a lot of good names ahead of him. There are seven QBs in NFL history better than John Elway? I find that cuckoo. But all right, let's go back to the back here. Number 20, you have Kurt Warner. Now, I'm inclined to think that you're just trying to curry favor with one of our colleagues here. Because how else you could put Kurt Warner ahead? Here we, here we go, right out of the gate with the homerism. Ben Roethlisberger is better than Kurt Warner, and he is not in this top 20. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is a really tough one for me, and so is Joe Namath. They, they were right there at the 20 spot. Oh, you really did consider Roethlisberger there? Yeah, well, the thing about Roethlisberger for me, and I, I, you know, I don't want to get too off the rails here, but... When a player doesn't represent his organization well, sometimes that doesn't make a difference. For example, Hall of Fame voting, it's not supposed to matter at all. But when you are an actual distraction to your team more than once, I think that's a problem. Now, do the Steelers win the Super Bowl against the Cardinals without Ben Roethlisberger? Absolutely no way. And that's why I really wanted to include him on the list because of that Super Bowl, not the first one against the Seahawks, which I think was a defensive-minded football team. But, again, can you really at this point take Roethlisberger over Warren Moon and Dan Fouts? I'm, I'm not sure that you can. I mean, his, I think his career needs to play out more. Well, of course. And, you, and you're doing this based on right now. You're not extrapolating numbers based on where we are now and where, where they're going to wind up. You're doing in 2014. Walked off here the field now, right now. But, I, you know, I would put uh, Ben Roethlisberger ahead. As much as I thought Dan Fouts was dynamite, I would put Ben Roethlisberger ahead of him. And I'm okay with answer. that. I'm okay and with Kurt that. Warner and Warren Moon would be pretty close for me. But Warren Moon, and then the ne- that's your next one. At number 19, you have Moon. And here's the thing with him. I think Jim Kelly, who also appears here at number 15, you make uh, you make the point about Warren Moon. Imagine if he would have played those six years. He was off in with the Edmonton Eskimos in the CFL. But in that era, whether you agree with it or not, he wouldn't have been a starting quarterback in the NFL. They would have forced him to play DB or running back or something like that. That's the way it was. Absolutely, and that's a little bit of a touchy subject, uh, and I, I think you know why. And and I think Warren Moon should have been given that opportunity. Thankfully, uh, the year that Warren Moon came out was 1978. That's the same year Doug Williams came out for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Doug Williams was given that opportunity, and obviously you saw what happened in his 10th year, won the Super Bowl. Um, but J- Jim Kelly, though, toils for, what, three years with the Houston Gamblers? He would be the all-time passing leader. Yeah, I mean— He would be—he'd would he'd have all the records right now. Well, you and I, you know, last week we talked with Nate Newton about the USFL. I mean, all the great talent that came out of the USFL— uh, Jim Kelly was maybe the USFL's best player. Um, all right, so 15 through 20, Jim Kelly at 15, then Sammy Baugh, then Aaron Rodgers, who in my book should be much higher up, at 18, Fouts, 19, Moon, 20, Kurt Warner, Chris Wessling. Out of that uh, little first group that I just named there, anything jump out at you should be higher, should be lower, shouldn't be well, I've at got, all. I've got an oversight issue. Greg Rosenthal and I were discussing this in the newsroom. Where is uh, the NFL's biggest blowhard, Fran Tarkenton? That was another. That, <laughs> he is that. That was another really tough one. And he's embarrassed the NFL on more than one occasion. So using Elliott's <laughs> standard, that's why he's not on the list. You know, I, I tried to combine a lot of mitigating factors here, one of which was if you want a guy to win a game for you right now, who do you want? And to me, Fran Tarkenton. Well, Tarkenton's like 76 years old. 
That's a good point. <laughs> He's not going to do it right now. But in their Sammy prime, Baugh might be even worse. <laughs> Fran Tarkenden, when he retired, had all the passing records, but that was also a product of playing for 18 years. But he also lost a lot of games. Now, I don't want to disparage Fran Tarkenden. He's the top 25 quarterback of all time, along with Ben Roethlisberger. But when I compared him to Warren Moon and I compared him to Dan Fouts, who did I want? I mean, to me, Dan Fouts, if he ever would have had one of Minnesota's defenses, he would have won the Super Bowl. I think he would have won multiple Super Bowls with the Chargers in the early 80s. That was my mentality. Uh, Fran Targeton's mobility, though, top five all time. You know, the Jim Kelly thing at number 15, again, you know, first of all, had he played three extra years, he would have been, his numbers would have been that much more impressive. Who knows how many more shots he might have gotten in the postseason. But as it is, you know, you think about Scott Norwood makes that kick. That kick goes through. If Jim Kelly loses the next three Super Bowls, if they go back and they lose three more in a row, Jim Kelly would not just be higher on your list. He would be automatically in a different stratosphere. No one ever mentions Jim Kelly when you talk about who's the best quarterback of all time. He does not make anybody's top five or six. He would make a lot of those if he wins one Super Bowl. it's a, He has the biggest drop-off, with the possible exception of the other guy who's on this list is Dan Fouts. If he may, if he wins a Super Bowl, he never even got to a Super Bowl, so it's hard to really put him uh, on a level with some of these other names out there. I, I agree with you, but part of the problem with Jim Kelly is there was a better quarterback in his own division that he played twice a year. And then there was a better, another better quarterback in his conference at the same time, John Elway. If you look at Jim oh, I Kelly... I wait, who am I missing? Yeah, You, you know what... What's the great elixir is if you haven't won a Super Bowl, then you better have some great numbers. You better show that, hey, it wasn't my fault. Jim Kelly has good numbers. He doesn't have great numbers. Yes, he played in Buffalo, but sometimes I think that's a little bit overrated. Uh, Jim Kelly was a fine quarterback, but there's no way I'd put him with Elway, and there's no way I'd put him with Marino. And those two guys happened to play the exact same career arc. They all came into professional football in 1983. That's why he's down on the list. I mean, can you really have three guys from night? Can you have the third best quarterback of the same your year? Your standard is always a pretty interesting one. The, the, and your primary argument for why uh, Terrell Davis belongs in the Hall of Fame is in an era when there were dominant all-time great running backs for a, a window of three years or so, he was still the best one. Exactly. And if you Sander, were, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, so on and so forth are in the league and at, at least for a few years he was the best of them. Right, and one of the quarterbacks on our list that, that, that we haven't gotten to yet, Chris made a good argument with me while we're waiting in line for tacos after our town hall meeting yesterday that kind of con- – dovetails with that point about being the best player in the league and how that's important. And so, yeah, that is that is definitely a major criteria criteria for me. If you're in the league and you can say that you are the best at your position for a two- or three-year window, that's saying something. And, and that's why Terrell Davis, to me, should be in the Hall of Fame. Here's the next one that uh, that raises my eyebrow. Rank, he has an EH year. At 14, has Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. At 13, he has Steve Young. Obviously mm-hmm. only separated by one. But Troy Aikman has to be ahead of Steve Young. That's it. I mean, that's, I, I don't. It's only one slot, but he belongs ahead of him. How say you, Rank? Yeah, you're totally fine. I know you don't want to look like a homer and put Aikman ahead, but I would put Aikman ahead of a number of these quarterbacks until 1996. He had the highest playoff passer rating. He was the difference in that triumvirate of the 49ers. Packers and Cowboys, if you took those three quarterbacks out of the mix, you took Young, Favre, and Aikman, and you switched their teams, Aikman's teams always win because Favre 
always made the critical interception. Steve Young in the 1992 NFC Championship game threw that ball right at Ken Norton. Again, cost his team the title. Nobody. It's a good way eight, to eight, eight, chop eight. it up. I like that if you if you switch their, their roles, what like would they, they do? Yeah, the Aikman's well, I can teams tell you, Chris one. doesn't agree with you on Aikman versus Favre. I can, I no, can, no, no. Aikman was way better. And the thing is, too, is that. What? Is, Wait what? a second! I want to get. That's I preposterous. Wanna, wait, wait. What's your? So, what well, do you what say? Far name another quarterback who won three straight MVPs. So he was the best player in the NFL. For wait a, a second! While. Wait a second! Uh, Where's a, Brett Favre? Where do you think Brett Favre belongs? Well, no, I, I, ahead I of going, I was going to Adam's point. Adam was saying, "Oh, well, Favre's number nine. I just thought Favre was off this list." Adam was saying that Favre made the big mistake, whereas Aikman didn't. Thus saying oh, that, yeah, that you feel Aikman is higher, and I'm saying Westling totally disagrees with that. I don't get this far business. What he, because mean, he was, won three straight MVPs. He was the best player in the that's NFL. A, that's a me- and, no, no, no. That's a media creation. The best player in the he NFL. He was the best player in the NFL in the mid-90s. Not, no, and he no. also has longevity. So he's got both of those factors in his favor. If this, if the, if you want to play the game of like this guy played longer, then I can't argue with that. No, I'm playing the game of both of them. I, he was the best player in the NFL for a while, and he has longevity. You know what's great? How, how He's got the thinking, best of both worlds. How are you judging the best player? I was just thinking. Uh, by, first of all, by MVP. Second of all, by the best MV, number. MVP is a bunch of writers voting on it. It's okay. Not, all right. He was considered by anybody associated with the game to be one, the best all player right, in the right, NFL. Hold on. The hand, when the hand goes up, the mouths go shut. Now, listen here. Welcome into Studio 66. I was just thinking, wow, Rod Woodson's going to get in here, and we're going to have to stop this conversation. No, no, no. No, indeed. I, I, say, I, I say we double down on it now with a man who has a gold jacket, and he can kibitz about most of the names on this list because he played against them or with them. Here he is, everybody. Rod Woodson. What's the poop, fella? Well, I don't know what the poop is, but oh, you mean <laughs> like man. the scoop? That's yeah, the new term like for it. Yeah. That's the new term. No, for I think it's an old term that I'm bringing back. You know, you I've never heard in, of that. You I'm an old school argument. guy. I've never heard of that one though. But <laughs> this is way older even than you. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. It's always good to come back in this room. Yeah, it's a pleasure to see you. And I want to kibitz with you about the Raiders, and hopefully we can play some Hall or Nothing, our favorite game. You tell us if these guys deserve gold jackets or not. You know what? While we're on the subject, I think we did this one. But Elliot has his list of the 20 greatest QBs of all time up here. I've seen that. Kurt Warner, yay or nay? Gold jacket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think he will be. What do you think about him versus Ben Roethlisberger? I just said Roethlisberger belongs ahead of Kurt Warner, and I'll say it to Kurt's face. And then I'll take a I, swing <laughs> if he wants some of me. But I, I think <laughs> you got to look – like, I look at how the quarterbacks played. I don't look at the numbers, so to speak. Kurt was asked to do more when he played. So, they, I mean, they were throwing the ball. They were spread out. They were throwing it all over the place. Ben, now today, he's throwing the ball way more mm-hmm. today. But in the Super Bowls, Ben was asked to throw the ball 20-some-odd times a game, make a big play with your feet, whatever you're going to do. And he's, we all knew he was going to make one or two big throws. But when you look at Kurt playing, Kurt was throwing that thing. <laughs> he was slinging the rock. The game was he, on his shoulders. And he did. And, but it's when you look at Kurt, that window, you know, he, I think he played, what, 13 years? Something like that or 12. 12. 12, yeah. So, you know, but his his great years is a short window. I That's think it was right. Like four or That's five That's exactly years. right. Well, wait, he took St. Louis, which Fine, was a but terrible. There were, there were long years. But of, they've been a terrible franchise before and after. 
Then he went to Arizona, a team that's been terrible before and after he got there. I hear you, but, but the you're argument not, you're not going to say anything about the Giants. He was good with the Giants. Oh, okay. They were five and sure. they were five and four when he was benched. They were they were in playoff position, and then they realized his team overall probably wasn't as good. We might as but well. But he didn't look. Eli. He didn't look like. We know that he didn't look the same now with being there, but it was a different offense. Say, different offense might not have suited him, and he, uh, but the it, team was still still had a winning record. While he well, was, yeah, when but he was it playing. didn't it didn't look like his old numbers with the greatest show on turf comparable to even Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kurt, I, I just think that was a bad fit for Kurt. Right, as, that's as Michael Jordan playing for Dean Smith type of thing. Well, right. Michael would have still got his though. <laughs> I have I was on an email chain, and this still sound name name droppy for nerdy uh, sports media types, but uh, I was kibitzing with the sports guy Simmons and cousin Sal, uh, who uh, you know who writes for Grantland and uh, and uh, Kevin Hench, the sports writer and uh, showbiz writer. And all three of them, I said something about Aikman. I'm like, I'm surprised Aikman doesn't get enough. Uh, I don't remember why it came up. And they all three agreed. And Cousin Sal's a diehard Cowboys fan. They all said, yeah, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. Yeah, I didn't know about him getting a gold jacket. My jaw was on the floor. Wow. Rod Woodson, you played against him in the Super Bowl. I mean, how, how does he stack up Troy Aikman with, let's say, Steve Young and Jim Kelly? Well, let's do this. Let me. Can we stroll the whole list? Yeah. So when you look at, we haven't gotten this, to the top ten this, yet. Just go all the way down. So, but when you look at it all, and you look at some of the guys are on the list, and you look at numbers comparison to Troy and even Terry, mm-hmm. uh, even Roger, even though they didn't throw the ball mo- that much back in the day. Yeah, and you really slap Bradshaw in the face. Number twelve you behind know, Bart Starr and Drew Brees. It's all very similar. I, I I think what we do, you know, we equate this team game with getting Lombardi trophies for quarterbacks and stuff, which I don't at the quarterback position. When I go quarterback play, I'm talking about pure play. Like, to me, Danny was the best out of the pure quarterback play for what he had in Miami, which he had not a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. In his time being there, he played, I think, 18 years. He went to, what, 11 playoffs appearances. So, I mean, it's – and he was the one guy that, man, he had no – there was his receivers are okay, you know, the M&M boys. He, you know, he made them Those better. He had no tight right. end. You're exactly right. He had right. no great running back. He had yeah. no defense. And he still did it. Clayton, I'll tell you what, you're exactly right. People hail Clayton, the the uh, you know the the Marx brothers, Duper and Clayton. Those were the best receivers, and OJ McDuffie was pretty good there um, in the latter part of Marino's career. But you know, just as everybody always says that, you know, boy, Dan Marino never had anybody around him. You know who else didn't? John Elway. John Elway. John Elway played with Sammy Winder for the va- – I mean, he wins those Super Bowls with Terrell Davis, and that makes the difference. But for the majority of his career, the guys who w- are, are around him are Vance Johnson and – Yeah, but Vance – Vance yeah, He was Vance, all right, but he wasn't they were, great. They were, Vance Johnson, Mark Jackson, Ricky Natil. You had the three amigos. You had a decent defense. You know, defense was probably a little bit better than the Miami Dolphins. Absolutely. Um, You know, but when I look at when I look at John, John was that strong arm quarterback that really believed in it, throwing in small windows. Well, Danny, Danny couldn't run, and Danny and John was a better athlete. Where Danny, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if he can run a forty in ten seconds. I mean, he just he just. But man, you could not get to the guy. I mean, we sacked everybody. And we could not sack that guy. I mean, I picked off I don't know how many Hall of Famers, 
and I, I couldn't pick off Dan. You never picked off I've Marina. Never picked off How about that? That's a cool stat. But it's, you know, when Not I, for you. But, but when I look at it, I just think pure quarterback play, throwing the ball from the pocket, leading his team for what he had when he played. Dan Marino, in the time that I played and watched these guys, he's the best by far. And I played against Joe. I played against Steve. I played against John. I played against Kelly. I played against all those guys. I played against Warren. I don't and know I just who all these Danny, people are you're talking about. Now I, I can figure it out. I think they have, like, gold jackets, too. But I, I just think <laughs> I, I just think personally, as a pure quarterback player, I think Danny was the best to play. Well, what about then, you know, you see uh, Aikman, you come back from the knee injury, and, in fact, I just watched Super Bowl thirty again. It was on the network, and it's always fun to watch it until those last four minutes. That was the game. That was the game that was that, that yeah, the football gods went against you for some reason. That was the Steelers' game to win. Did you not see the previous four Super Bowls that they won when everything went into the Steelers' favor? Uh, <laughs> who, was, who would be scarier to you? I always wonder this from the Steelers' perspective. I sat in three rivers in January of 95. And I watched Neil O'Donnell throw it to Eric Green about 17 times moving down the field and uh, came up short to Barry Foster on the last play in the AFC title game. He held it too long. He did. That's absolutely right. But I remember saying to people while that drive was – me. I'm... While the drive – no, he did. It, Barry Foster was open he was. earlier than that yeah, if, he, if, he, if he pulls the trigger if he doesn't more quickly. Because, you know, That's right. I love Neil, but he, he loved to pat the ball before he threw it. And if he wouldn't have patted it before he threw it, to Barry, Barry would have caught that ball. I know. If I, if I had been At under least center that, that day, you and I are playing in the Super Bowl. But, yeah. <laughs> but then did you watch the Super Bowl against the 49ers? That was think, my question, right? Did you feel? Oh, no, we wanted to play them. You really? wanted to play that Niners team? We played them the year before. I think it was the year before. Yep, we played them in, in Pittsburgh the year before. You know, we had a we played them pretty tough. I think they beat us by ten or something like that. And we wanted to play them again. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to play them again. You played I, everybody close. That Steelers team, the the recipe was they wouldn't to have stay beat us tight. like that. I could tell you that right now. Yeah, well, there was a there was a member of the Chargers, a prominent guy who's on television, and I'll let you guess who it is. Who told me like, yeah, we knew we were going to lose. Like once they beat you guys. They that was it. They're like, oh, we won our Super Bowl. We're going to go get killed. Stan by the Humphreys told you then maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know who's on TV from who's that on, group. From that who team? Is, from that team? Him? LT wasn't on that team, no, was he? No, no, no. Somebody no, LT was, high yeah, profile. He was, yeah. he was in elementary school. Yeah, right. Well, what? what? I'm not saying who it is. Oh, I was going to say that since this conversation devolved into Steelers talk, and specifically Steelers quarterback talk, that I'm, I'm doing a radio show with Jim Miller on Saturday. Does that you count? You got Jimmy? Jim Miller. Remember when Jim Miller had you to know come what? in and start? Uh, I love yeah. him. He started for he two tough, quarters. Man, he was tough. I love watching. I love listening to Jimmy on Sirius Radio, but he is so critical about quarterbacks coming out nowadays. Yeah. I'm like, well, dude, <laughs> did you? That's my favorite. <laughs> what? That's yeah. my favorite. What? But you know, it's I, I love especially him and Pat. Yep, and they're really good. They're good together. I love them. Um, all right, let's continue to kibitz about these things. Can with, you tell uh, him the argument that he walked into, though, Dave? I, I hate, sorry to interrupt, but we were arguing the the Favre Young Aikman. How would you order Favre yeah, Young right. Aikman? Favre Young Aikman. I would probably go Favre Young and Aikman. Well, I mean, I don't listen, know about head that to one. head. Favre I, get. Is, I think Favre is in front of those guys. The other two, I, I, you know, you know, I, I like Steve. You know, he won the one. Troy just had this great team. God, that team was so good. I it mean, was dynamite. There's no question that that Off was a loaded line. football team. 
But look, Brett, everybody Brett Favre, had a good I think Brett team. Favre. I think Brett Favre is an all-time great. He's definitely top twelve or top ten ish for me among QBs. But look, I mean, he's he won one Super Bowl, and you talk about you say, well, you can't put it all on the QB. If the team is talented around him, you have to win more than one. That's the way it no, goes. I, you, I, you just, I think that's, it, I think when that's, you're doing this. When you're doing this, it does matter than how many rings. We're not talking. We're not unfair, comparing though. him with. I think that's unfair to the player. I think that's unfair to the quarterback saying that he's everything. Is he the field general? Is he the guy who gets paid the, the most snap and on everything every else? Play? There's a myth behind that because Seattle Seahawks just showed you that you don't need a great quarterback mm-hmm. to win Super Bowls, and they can win another one. They can win back to back. Would you know an average? You know, right now Russell's an average quarterback. He, he takes care of the field. He's a he's a manager of the game, so to speak. He's what Roethlisberger was in 0405. Absolutely. So I mean, I just think we overemphasize winning Super Bowls with the cure quarterback playing when this is the ultimate team sport. I I, I hear Danny, you, but it's I not. I think Danny was the. I, as I said, I, I think Danny's the best quarterback to ever play, but he never had anything around him. I, look, I, I'm able to, you know, to to uh, transcend the the simplistic stuff that I'm saying right now. But I also do think that there's a reason they play it out and they play it until somebody holds the Lombardi and so on. And otherwise, let's just play so fantasy football be, and end the season at Christmas. You can't be great unless you have a Lombardi trophy. You can't be in that even you category. Can be great. Can't be talked about. You can be great, but you cannot be in the conversation for one of the five best QBs ever oh, if, if, if you don't have a Super Bowl. No, that's, I, I think that's ludicrous. I hear you because, look, Dan Marino belongs in there, and Elway only gets his because of Terrell Davis, or at least largely because of that. And so I understand that there are some wrinkles to so this. Who's, are, we not, you're, sorry, are you guys not in the top five? Well, I mean, you got to go Montana. He's a 4-0 in the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, they, four and zero never threw a pick in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what we, yeah. you can't do better. We we were we had only gone through eleven through twenty. We hadn't gone through one through ten. But when you walked in, Chris and Adam both made really good points, and I agreed with both of them. That's what made picking this list so hard. Chris's point was: you win the MVP three years in a row, like Brett Favre did. You're being told that you're the best player in the game three years in a row, and that's something very very special and unique in NFL history. Adam's point was: look. When the game was on the line, Troy Aikman did not make the mistake that beat your football team. Brett Favre did. So well, to Rod's one, point, Troy Aikman wasn't asked to do nearly as much as Brett Favre was asked to do. Well, he sacrificed. Well, he sacrificed a lot of his game. I mean, if he would have been on a team that required him to throw the ball as much as Steve Young threw it, as much as Brett Favre threw it, he would have had the all-time numbers. He had that ability. He, I agree. He, he could throw those twenty-five-yard outs. Like I, I've never seen what, anybody. What do you mean sacrificing? North Turner's calling the plays, not Troy Aikman. Fair enough, but when you play, it's also a part of it being a team game, and he's just playing the team game. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He has three. To me, three Super Bowls is more important than three MVPs. See, I disagree with it. I'm, I'm with Rod on this one. Dallas clearly had the best team in the NFL for that era. I mean, he was—he had the most surrounding talent. Because their quarterback like, like, was better than the other two teams. That's why, not because their team was better. They—they all have professional players. So, so who, let's, let's <laughs> comes down, it comes down to the guy who's taking the ball every time the the center snaps. Yeah, but the quarterback takes the snap, but he also turns around and hands it off. You know, Tom Brady has one fewer over half the time. When you look at the, let's go think about it like this. When you look at the best running back to ever play in the National Football League, who is it? Well, I didn't. I, I always am Jim low Brown. to say Jim, Jim Brown because I didn't see him play. But 
But I'm saying, where would you put Emmett Smith in that category? I wouldn't put him in the top five. That's, that's my point. When you do that with one position, you got to look at it, that bias at every position. I disagree I, only I, because of uh, uh, listen. They don't pay. They pay them in such a way that indicates well. Now what, they who's do. More important. Now they do. Now they. <laughs> now they really do. I mean, back then they really didn't. If you really think about the pay scale mm. for everybody, I mean, when I came in the league, there's only a couple guys making a million dollars. I think it was one or two quarterbacks, but there's other guys making you know just about as much for other mm-hmm. positions. Nowadays, this pay scale is just. Absolutely ridiculous toward the quarterback because we all talk about this is a quarterback-driven league. And the one thing I think it was refreshing for me to see this past year is that Seattle said, that's a misnomer. Man, defense still can win championships, and we're going to show you how. This team is not built on one man. And they dismantled the best quarterback to have a season in the history of pro football in Peyton Manning. They made that whole team look average. Which they're not, but they made them look average that day, and I think that's refreshing. But so that's what when I look at individual players, and and it's so hard to put, you know, who's the best Hall of Famer. I, I mean, know that's, it's that's hard to do. I, this but it's is a conversation for guys like us to have, no, not but you. But no, but I, I like doing it too. But when I look at the best running back, I don't put Emmett there. I I, I, to but me, to me, and wins and losses every, does I, matter more but, with a quarterback than it does with well, a running because back. We, because somewhere along the line in pro football, we given the quarterback all this glory for winning and losing, and he's not the guy all the time. And it's, well, it's unfair. It's unfair. The last to three the Super Bowl champs haven't had the best Here, quarterback. Here's how sure. fickle rings are. If not for the Tuck game or Adam Vinatieri being clutch, Tom Brady has one fewer. If not for David Tyree uh, making the greatest catch, the most flukiest catch in the history of the NFL, he's got one more. If not for Gronkowski having a high ankle sprain, he's got two more. So he could have five rings or two rings or one, you know. That's why he's number two. That's why you give him the benefit of the doubt, and that's why he's number two on Elliott's list. But I didn't That's want to a wait. very shifting but, but argument here. But I do want to make one point about Aikman. You talk about the team around him. Michael Irvin was a borderline bust until Aikman finally started to get it going. Jay Novacek was a plan B free agent until Troy Aikman came in. Uh, Nate Newton was on the Alvin team. Alvin Harper was a zero he once he the, left. Nate Newton that, was already on the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. 2-A was already on the Cowboys. They already had a lot of those pizzas. Aikman was the one who brought them all together and Ooh, made them that great pizza, too. Oh, peace. No, uh, I, 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 Adam, I think that's a, that's a really good point. I, I just want to back you guys are all making good points i want to back up on a couple things adam made the point about aikman not having the numbers i watched dallas go into riverfront opening day 1994 play you guys and win like 26 to 9 mm-hmm. and they did what they did all the time they three got, rivers how dare River you call the riverfront how well, dare you well, confuse the, the mighty Sorry. steelers Sorry. with the with the bomb bangles <laughs> i thought you were gonna say he went in and beat dave shuler yeah. yoy and double <laughs> yoy so they walk into paul brown stadium no so I watched, I watched the Cowboys over and over and over again get up 20-10 to 10 late in the third quarter, and they put Emmett behind Moose, and they said, we're going to run four plays on you. Half the time it's going to be our lead draw, and you can't stop us. And that's why Troy Aikman doesn't have the numbers because that's the way they chose to, to play the game. And the second thing is 
I remember talking to Jason Seahorn about this exact. I issue. got news for you though, but Joe Montana th- got to throw the ball to Jerry Rice for most of his Super Bowls, not in the first one. Not but in the first the, one, yeah, yeah, uh, or the second. Oh, he did not even uh, yeah, in against yeah. Marino's Dolphins. Yeah, he's, he's not there 80, yet. Either, yeah, eighty-five. Right? So. I talked to Jason Seahorn about this, who I trust his judgment. Jason was a very good defensive back for a long time. He played him twice a year. And he said, no, Troy was good because of Michael. Or, or Mike, he said, Michael was good because of Troy, and Troy was good because of Emmett. And he said, none of them were, were really that great. And I said, well, then, if they, I, said, I asked Jason Seahorn. I said, well, if none of them were that great. Was Jason the guy, was Jason Seahorn, we beat him in the Super Bowl with the <laughs> yeah. Giants. Yeah, he did. That was our first score. <laughs> Stokely. Yeah. Stokely. Yeah, yeah no. so. I don't like he, you ussing and weeing about the Baltimore Ravens. I just say I was there. a. I know. Just say like, listen. When I was doing mercenary work for that uh, downtrodden <laughs> city, I helped them out. I could have stayed well, in the black and gold, but they didn't want me. Well, check this out. So when I asked him that, and he said that, I go, "Well, then who on the Cowboys was great if these guys weren't like great?" He goes, "You know who was great?" He goes, "Darren Woodson." He goes, "There was a great player." He goes, "He could walk up from safety and cover the <laughs> slot receiver." And I was like, "Okay, I'm talking to a defensive back." Yeah, so. that's inside y- base. Y- yeah, that's, yeah, but. No, I mean, I Troy, he, Troy, Troy, I mean, because I remember that game when they came into. Uh, I remember it very rivers. well, too, because it was supposed to be the big revenge game coming off the right. game the Steelers should have won in the Super Bowl. No, no, that and was 94. That was 94. Well, oh, that's that was the season opener. I remember. Was season opener. I remember. Be I remember watching the game and yeah. watching Troy Aikman drop passes right we, over. They came over my head, over, right. over they, my head. Yeah. and then uh-huh. Micah was talking crazy. And I just remember in my head, you know, he was like, this guy ain't nut." I just remember talking crazy like, because we were watching, we are leading up to the point, getting ready to play these guys. And I'm thinking, you know, we're all, we're thinking, we're going to beat the snot out of these dudes. And we had a bad game. And I just remember when we played and they, we lost the way we did, I said, man, I hope that we play these dudes again. If we can play these guys again, we're going to beat their teeth in. All right, listen. But Rod, we didn't get a chance. <laughs> Rod's got to go. Rod's we lost to Buffalo. Rod's yeah. on total access this week. It's always great when Rod uh, shows his face around here uh, in Culver City, the West Coast Nerve Center of NFL Media. Um, real quick before you go, Rod, answer, let's just haul, uh, haul or nothing, Elliot, Chris Wessling, Adam Rank. Give him a, get, throw a name at him. Let's, go, let's dig deep here. Is uh, This is very Who's hard it? to project. You're talking about this year? Cam Newton. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Oh, heck no. Heck no. No, no. Steve, he has a lot of he has a lot of work to do. How about Steve him. Smith? No, not yet. Well, they have to be done. If he ain't a Hall of Famer yet, he ain't getting in now. Maybe. I just don't think he will. You look at all the receivers who are just log jammed at what they're where they're at. Mm-hmm. And you know you know, I don't know I would think they would get in. Um I just don't know if Steve's name is gonna be with those guys when they you know, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't vote for these guys, but when I look at them I just don't I don't I just don't think his name is going to have the same clout in that room when you have, what is it, how many, is it, how many guys now? About 50. 50 yeah. guys Steve now? Smith, a better player than Tim Brown. Mm, I mean, you know, well, listen, we'll, well, we'll, we'll continue errors. the conversation. Different errors. Rod, you go be on Total Access. A pleasure but to see you once Cam again. where did you get Cam Newton at? Like, same, that was like same a, place I got Riverfront Stadium at. I have no <laughs> idea. Like I don't know. I just dug he up threw, Cam Newton. I'm thinking of the young QBs. That's all. That was yeah. That threw me for a loop on that one. How about Frank Gore? I don't think he goes to the Hall of Fame. E. H. Uh, I put Frank Gore. No. He's, put, going. he's going. Rod's I put, going. But I, Rod's I put going. Frank. Not even in the same category of of Jerome. Oh right, and you're on the fence about Jerome. And I'm right? on the fence with Jerome. All right. Well, even though have... I think I, I think if 
um, Curtis Martin goes in, then I think Jerome has to be considered. That's exactly right. Absolutely. That's my standard as well. Okay, I got to go. All right, there he goes. The great Rod Woodson, Hall of Famer. the enemy? Never enough time with him. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about that. I think we should figure out. A fun, a fun, a fun thing to do is to figure out is everybody loves to say who the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl was, and I think it's wrong a lot of the time when people point out um, David Woodley. I'm going to put out point out Trent, Trent Dilfer. I think David mm-hmm. Woodley was the worst to start a Super Bowl. Sure, Stan Humphreys has to be in that conversation too. Worst QBs to start a Super Bowl. What is the worst position group? To get into a Super Bowl, I think you could make a pretty good case with uh, with the with uh, Rod Woodson's um, teammates at running back. Bam Morris and uh, Eric Pegram, North Texas Ste- University, of North Texas. Eric, Eric Pegram and Bam Morris were the Steelers running backs. Wow. That, was, that was pretty grim. Um, all right, let's finish uh, or finish. Let's continue here. Wanted to get some thoughts uh, from Rod on this, but we didn't get a chance. So I turn to you, and I'm going to start with we're Chris. right around the tight 45 mark. So all right, settle down, Black soon. Tie. Is that a new thing? That's yeah, something new. He's he's what happens when I'm on the road minutes. so much. <laughs> now listen. Wes, I start with you. Denver Broncos QB, however you want to categorize, whatever you want to factor in here, you know, again, could it be all their career, respective careers? Do you want to do just in their prime? How do you, however you want to carve it up. Elway v. Payton. This is so hard. If you're talking about must-win game, I'm taking Elway every time. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about best record over... 16 games, best stats over 16 games, I'd take Peyton Manning. Well, I never am talking about whose stats are better. Although, you know, as a side note, I'll bring up another – well, this is a point I was I, I was going to make to with Woodson in here. You know, we talk about Brett Favre, and you – and, Elliot, you have um, Bart Starr at 11. You have Favre at 9, and then you have Aaron Rodgers at 17. I would flip that order just to, with the Packers QBs. I would go Rodgers 1 – Ah, uh, maybe I'd go Favre too, and then I would go a Bart Starr. But I, I have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think, he finishes this ten years from now. Aaron Rodgers is number one. But we're on not going list. ten years. From I now. understand. We're talking I'm just about telling if you Aaron Rodgers hung it up right now. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would be considered I think a top Bart ten quarterback. Bart Starr is the most out of place quarterback on this list because why? He's too high. Uh, he he started in '56. Sammy Ball ended in '52. So they're both. Around the same era, Sammy Ball would play circles around Bart Starr. You know, Sammy Ball is one of my favorite athletes, not just players, of all time. Of all time. He's from the same part of the country I am. He went to TCU. I went to North Texas. I idolize him. I have a huge picture of him in my den. Uh, I love Sammy Ball. However, Sammy Ball was a great football player. He was a safety. He was the best punter in the first 50 years of the game. And he was a good quarterback. No, 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 no transcendent quarterback if we're the only way to judge old-time players is against their peers and nobody who played in the era of sammy ball came close to anything he did at quarterback let me just that, say this though i hate to say true. i hate to make that the is same, entirely true. I hate to make the same true. let me just say no. this to you though it's the same point i make every time but again i understand you're comparing him to his peers but those peers were – these aren't the best athletes that are in America at the time. Well, if he came the around The best now, athletes are playing baseball or they're in the, or, or they're uh, conducting prize fights. If he came now, they're not, they're he'd not have better training. Pro- I mean, it's a, you can go both ways in the way. I, no, but I, not with pro football. 
I mean, the college all-stars would beat the NFL's uh, best teams. So, I mean, it just was so a, what not are you a, saying? Like, nobody before 1970? It was an invalid sport. It was a minor league sport. I don't I disagree say, with that. I would say the NFL doesn't really matter before 85. <laughs> the Bears changed the NFL forever. I mean, listen, I think the AFL and, you know, all, I, 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 you know, I make that argument all the time. I mean, listen, Don Hudson was getting covered by guys who oh, had my athletic ability. So his numbers don't. That's not true. Don't entice me. The, the, realize, I, I don't swoon for what Don Hudson did. All they can do was, is dominate the competition when you're playing I at that know. level. So he did all you could ask of him to do. I know, but he doesn't. That's a, why I'm just explaining why he and Sammy Barr aren't exact. Ball aren't exactly well, on my radar. But there, plus, there weren't 32 teams back then. That's the also thing. right. Bart Starr is nine and Beats one. That's, why, one that's why I compared Sammy Ball to Bart Starr. Yeah, that's fair. not Sammy Ball know, to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why that's what, say, for the same reason. I don't. I can't believe. Though to me, the the most egregious one on this list here, EH, and it's a good list. Obviously, you should check it out. Uh, it doesn't sound like it. Oh, quiet! I'm getting now, listen, hammered here. Otto Graham <laughs> at number six. How yep. many teams did he beat in the AAFL to win a title? I don't Three? care. AAFC. I, I don't care what he did in the AAFC. Thank you, Adam. Uh, I do know this. In his first six years in the NFL, the only six years he played in the NFL, he was All-Pro four times. He was first-team All-Pro, yes, with only 12 teams in the league, but you're still the best quarterback of those 12 teams. First-team All-Pro in 53, 54, and 55, won the championship in 54 and 55, and walked away from the game. He He truly, more than any player in league history, walked out on top. Not only as a winner like John Elway or the best at his position like Jim Brown, but both. I would say this, EH, when you talk about there's just 12 teams in the league, imagine if today's NFL had just 12 teams. Mm -hmm. And so that you're talking about the best of the best. I know where you're, where so you're that, going, but no, that's a different standard. No, but you're I, about I'm to saying, apply here. But I'm saying that every team in the league would have a defense like the Seahawks. That's, but means, that's not no, true no, no. because there aren't as many guys playing back then. There's a, there are millions, literally I'm millions more about, guys playing in the 21st yes, the century than were playing in the 50s. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying for today's modern quarterbacks, when you want to start looking at their numbers, and then you're not even counting the, the, the rules – the rules changes and everything like yes. that. So I'm saying don't discount it because of that. Because I'm I still, not referencing stats. But I still go by Wes's example of going against your competition. You can only judge them by the guys they were playing against. And Otto Graham, and you talk about his four years in the AAFC, you could dismiss it. However, in his first game in the NFL, he goes out and beats the Eagles. Demolishes. The, they, they smoke them. And so everybody thought it was going to be a joke, like the Browns. So Because the NFL, when they absorbed that league, they absorbed two teams. They, they Three the teams. Browns. And the Colts. And the Colts. Colts. Excuse yeah. me. You're right. You're right. And the, they put the Dons where they didn't. They dismantled the Dons like the L.A. dismantled the Rams after 94. But they went out and he smoked the I best. I don't think they, that's what they, happened to okay. the Rams. But pretty good. Anyway, I don't want to stop down for that. But. but no, no, no. But what happened was is the NFL said, all right, we're going to show you guys what we're made of. We're going to we're going to make a lesson. We're going to make an example out of the Browns. We're going to make them play the Eagles in this first game. Smoked them. And then, as a matter of fact, the Eagles complained. You know this. The Eagles complained about it. Like, oh, they're throwing the ball. Like, they were upset. They, oh, thought, yeah. that they thought they were cheating because Otto Graham kept throwing the ball. So then when they got into the championship game, Paul Brown said, fine, we're going to run the ball on every play. And all right, still but that's, you. that's kind of a quirk, though. It's more fun. than it is. I, it's fun. It's but interesting, it means, but it's a myth. There's some myth involved with that too. Myth? 
Uh, Paul Brown ran the ball that game because it was raining like crazy and the don't, field was muddy and you, they couldn't pass. Listen, if you want to use logic, I don't want to chit chat. Okay, <laughs> right, so. can I tell my fable? That's all I want. I just want that. But fable you understand rest. how fables like that can exist? They, there'd be no there'd be no room for that He's in the twenty first century because everybody is aware of football because it's massively popular. It was not in the mid twentieth century. Yeah, there's some trivia. second tier athletes playing it. They were all in the big leagues the playing 50s, baseball. Nah, the fifties. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't like basketball was a huge sport. It was like it was, so. Wait, well, think about the athletes who play in the NBA right now, and like all these other sports. And it, you know, it, now I don't buy that. All right, I don't well, buy. Here's some trivia you, and a question. So you guys, Gaynell I know a few Tins- of you in here. Gaynell Tinsley. That's a oh Gaynell Tinsley. That's a good one. Wow. CCNY. The greatest, the greatest wide receiver that nobody knows about. Right. Gaynell Tinsley. The one year that Don Hudson did not lead the league in receiving. That's what I thought the question was going to be. Tiny Archibald. Carl Otto Graham out never played quarterback until pa- Paul Brown got a hold of him. I guess my question is, he went to Northwestern. Did George Steinbrenner coach him there? <laughs> George Steinbrenner, I think, got his start in coaching as an assistant oh coach with God. Northwestern <laughs> football. Did he get coached by George Steinbrenner and Paul Brown? Juicy oh, stuff. Man. I'm going right. to consult, I'm gonna consult hey, the Dave, magic box. So Dave. I disagree with your autogram at six. Can I, I just button y'all's points? It's, it's my, I'm letting you guys tear me apart. I just want to go ahead. I feel I'm like more no, backing you, you up more than backing me up. Yeah, it's three against one on this one. You guys are all on the autogram bandwagon. All I'm going to say about that is I've never believed in blaming someone for who they played. I just I don't believe in it. You show up as an athlete, you play who you play, you play your butt off, and if you're the best, you're the best, and that's the way it goes. Well, what, that, that sounds like some moral I argument, which it isn't, but I mean, it, <laughs> I sounds, it, sounds, it sounds like you're somehow moralizing no. what you're saying, and that, that's, that's neither here. I'm saying that they, the players aren't as good. That's all. I'm saying that they were not, that the players that he was playing I mean, against. You can, you can look, look, at the, look at the Steelers from the 70s. Do you think any of those guys would have been able to hang in today's NFL? Are look you, at them. Is they that a joke? No, it's not a joke. Look, they're just dudes. No, no. Compared I'd to the love guys. to see Terry Bradshaw's 48.9% passing out there oh, today. Oh, yeah. stop it. Terry Bradshaw would what be position? different because the game would be different. Oh. And he's a, those are... No, 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 no. Now when it's convenient. No, 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 no. You are not. Yes, yes, yes. That is absolutely a different argument than the one I am making. Exact same. It is not. Listen, Tebow would have been a Hall of Famer in the 70s. Tim Tebow. I'll tell you what, Tim Tebow would have been a star. He would have been a star in 1950. That's when he would have been. Absolutely. He would have set the world on fire in the 50s. That's for sure. Now, I'm not going to even. I I don't. I I feel like um, I shouldn't even dignify that. Wait, who just said that? The other day, I'm not. Oh, uh, Calipari. I'm not going to dignify those rumors. So ridiculous. <laughs> Even though he's going to have them, I'm not going to dignify. You those. better keep going but before I'm, black tie. I'm gets not going to dignify a question if anyone on the '70s Steelers could play in the in the 21st century. Here we go back I to bet the Steelers. Ma- I bet Mal Blunt might be able to hang. There's I bet, one guy. I bet Mean Joe could ha- could really? hack it. What was what was Mean Joe's <laughs> height and weight? All right, listen. These guys. I've seen. I've seen Mean Joe. All okay. Right. Now listen. I think Lynn Swan would be another fine. No, John no, 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 another no, North no, Texas no. alum. All right. Now listen. Go ahead. You, Enough you, you had something you were. I just wanted to say that that Sammy Ball was very painful to leave that far behind. Way painful. But I had to compare him against his peers, and to me, Otto Graham of that era was the preeminent player uh, at the at the position. That's why Sammy Ball ended up towards the back. Elliot, before I forget to to talk about buttoning things up, I asked Wes five minutes ago, Peyton or Elway? I see, obviously, you have Peyton at four. Yeah. 
Elway at eight. Twice yeah. as good, in other words. Yeah, I'm going to give well, no. I'm going to give you uh, an analogy here. If you have a your job resume, and on that resume there are a few. If a resume was judged on a few great days at work, then you know everything would be obviously that. that well, basically, what I'm saying is that's not how we judge a resume. We judge a resume by what's your work history, what was the overall arc. The overall arc of Peyton Manning's career has been ec- excellent. John Elway, I agree with Chris. For one day, if I had to pick between the two, I want Elway to win one game. But if I look at their career resume like a work history, there's no way John Elway I would go. To the, I, let me tell you, I would go the exact opposite way from you. Look, think about, I don't know what profession I can think of that's important. President of the United States. It is, no, I mean, the consistency. Here, here's the thing. Like, the, remember the guy who landed the plane on the Hudson? Yeah, it's like so I don't it. want I don't I don't want the guy who's great in the flight simulator. I, w- I, mean, I want the guy to who some can degree, actually put I, to some the degree, plane in the water. Right to some degree, that's exactly what I'm getting at. You know, listen, you can you can have your hits and misses if you're the president of the United States, but when the Bay of Pigs goes down and things and and you made some bad calls, but when you rise up and can solve it under the mo- in the most critical spot, then. That is different, and you're held and, and you're well, held Eli, up because then Eli of that. Manning should be at the top of this list. I mean, I, look, well, I, listen, I, if you, I, don't, Chris, a, don't go down that hole. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. There are exceptions that prove the rule, I, and I, but but yeah, listen, I can roll I like them out it. here right now. John Elway, poor seasons in '83, '84, '88, '90, '92. Those are all poor seasons from John Elway. Go and find poor seasons from Peyton Manning. Well, here's You're not my, gonna be able to do Can it. I tell you my response can I say to that? Postseasons, no, right? Almost I agree. All of them. I agree. I don't have a problem with postseason success. I think it's a good indicator. But but if you stink a couple of years and you give your team no chance, let me to get just to say this, Elliot, What does that say, Elliot? My response Elliot didn't to you, stink, but he was average. Just, but my response to a you is this. Years. Elway's lousy numbers and the bad, the, the subpar seasons and everything else. He had a few. Just, all right, but, but let me just tell you what my point is. As I said earlier, Sammy Winder, Vance Johnson, yeah. Mark Jackson, Steve Watson, Orson Mobley mm-hmm. versus Peyton Manning has mm-hmm. had impossibly good luck. And to some degree, it's tailored around him based on his skill set and everything else. Every year he's been in the league, he has had not... Adequate talent. He has had high-end talent from day one. Marshall Falk, Marvin Harrison, then uh, then Marshall Falk turns into Edge James and Reggie Wayne. Then no he moves Sean after- Marino. Just kidding. Well, listen, you know, that, and then he goes to then he goes to one of the great receiving cores in the history of the NFL to, in in Denver. So I mean, I I don't understand there. What was Eric Decker before? Eric Decker was just fine. You know what? Eric Decker gets gets uh, ignored. He was productive for the worst QB ever in Tim Tebow. Double-digit touchdowns the year Tebow started. He was good with Tim Tebow. He did. Eric Decker. And you watch. Eric Decker will be productive in another lousy opportunity Uh, for him with the Jets. He's a very good receiver. Eighth round in fantasy. Eighth round. I don't care about where where he goes in fantasy. (laughs) The difference is the difference is he's all Peyton Manning has always had a running game. He's always had good wide receivers. Period. As a regular listener to the Dave Damashek football program, I've heard that Peyton Manning encapsulation approximately a dozen times. (laughs) (laughs) That's just that's just a dig, guys. He's won the MVP five times, and I guess that's five. No, no. Listen, I have him fourth on my list. It's not like I had him. He's funny on commercials. I know people. Sports writers just love him, and they vote, and they vote at the end of the regular season. Every time, he's funny in the same way your uncle's funny. 
They don't. They're not. They don't vote for these guys after the postseason, which would probably ding his MVP titles. Hey, John Elway was a phenomenal football player. He also, I think, he ended up retiring with a seventy-nine point six passer rating. Is passer rating the the most important thing ever? No, but it's a pretty good gauge of how efficient a passer is. That's a lot of interceptions thrown in there. A lot of those comebacks were because he threw three interceptions in the first half to put his team behind in the first place. Well, I mean, philosophically, and this is something that I bring up quite a bit, give me, if I tell you that, this is our, our second to last question. Still love here. John Elway. Second to last question before we wrap it up here. And I, I, I like asking it. Would you rather have Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Joe Montana, okay, pretty mm-hmm. good trio, or would you rather have John Elway, Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, in the playoffs. I'm not talking about for a season. I'm talking about if I say this. Did you hear the question, Wes? I did, yes. Yeah. I have these three guys in my, in the playoffs. You have your three. I bet my team's going to win it all with one of my three QBs. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. I'll take Montana and I'll take Brady anytime. Uh, rank. Yeah, whichever group Montana was in. I, I remember he used, yeah. to, he used to end the season of my Bears all the time. I might see, yeah, Montana's, it's almost unfair to put Montana. I'm, I'm really trying to make a point that so I like dumb. I like the improvisational QBs a little bit more. I, like, In the clutch. Montana wasn't improvisational. He was. That's why I'm saying what Aikman maybe is a better Chris fit for that side. Elliot and I talked about this yesterday, and I said I, I tend to go with the creative quarterbacks, the yes. improv guys. In can, the big games. But I, I think that uh, I, I wouldn't put Joe Montana as like a straight pocket quarterback. No, I know, I know. So say Troy Aikman. So let's swap out Montana. Let's make it Aikman, Brady, Peyton versus Favre, Why? Roethlisberger, and oh, Elway. I hate to pick against Tom Brady. I'm pretty sure Montana ran a four six or four seven when he came out. He he did not have a strong arm. He was not a great athlete, but he was quick. Um. Yeah, that's a, so Monta- So my other question to you is... That's random factoid. Elliot, need. Yeah. my question he is... He bench-pressed 185 16 <laughs> times in his combine. If Tom Brady wins one more Super Bowl, does mm-hmm. he vault Joe Montana? Depends how he plays, because Joe Montana was... In what, the game? Yeah. Absolutely. Wait a second. You just made it clear that one game isn't that, that can't make the no, difference. No, but if Tom Brady has a poor postseason and his team lifts him to victory, I'm not, I'm not going to put him over the, the greatest postseason quarterback to ever live. How do you respond to this charge? And it's a valid one in my okay. book. I feel like Rank is, uh, is somebody who has brought this up in the past, but I, whoever did, kudos to you. Tom Brady, for this mystique, if you come out of the gate the right way, you win early in your career, mm-hmm. now you're you're a winner. You know, mm-hmm. you got swagger and you're clutch and everything else. But Tom Brady, if you go back and look at it, has not played well in at least one postseason game in each of the last nine seasons. Okay. How do you respond to that? I respond that, that he's human and uh, pretty much every quarterback on my list, I can pick out poor postseason starts from Sammy Ball to Troy Aikman, all of them. Every one of them, the they've all they all have flaws. That's why I hate picking these guys apart. But Tom Brady also has some incredible starts, and he also has two of the best regular seasons in the books. Two thousand seven. People are quick to forget his twenty ten year when he threw thirty six touchdowns and four interceptions. It was insane. He was actually better in twenty ten than he was in two thousand seven. You know, the thing, again, though, it's sort of like, here's the best analogy or metaphor, whatever you call it, or simile, 
somebody can help me with my grammar as well uh, on the back end of this. But Justice Cal Ripken is considered a great fielder because his his fielding percentage is so high. He didn't have the range of Omar Vizquel. So you see, or Ozzie Smith. You know, they though Ozzie Smith was a better shortstop than Cal Ripken, even if Cal Ripken's fielding percentage was higher. And in the same way, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady don't have the same... Cal Ripken had no range. So you see, he wasn't making plays on balls that Ozzie Smith would get to and maybe once in a blue moon make an error on. Same way... Peyton Manning and Tom Brady get to stand in the pocket clean. They never have to dodge. Tra- you know, they either they they either make a play quickly out of the pocket, or it's on to the next play. Guys like Roethlisberger and Elway are guys who you have greater range, and so they're prone to make mistakes because the what, plays are going longer and they're extending them. I get the idea that they're not pulling the trigger and I making wish the gave quick Tony reads. Tony Romo that same benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but Tony yeah. Romo throws bad picks at bad times, unlike those other names. Don't oh, don't bring him in. I'm not bringing him in. And no, uh, no, no. Wes, how say you on that? On on what I'm on everything I just laid down for you right there. I I don't know about the analogy. It's 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 okay. You understand what I mean, though. Kyle Ripken had no range, so it was everything that I do. It, but was I right think in front that, of him. that Manning and Brady, you have to give credit to their pre-snap adjustments. They're, they're the two best in NFL history at that, and you have to give them credit for making their offensive lines look a lot better than they are by getting rid of the ball quickly. All right. I mean, listen, I give that. I, I do think that's a valid point, and that's why it's uh, hard to evaluate these things. All right, real quick, I have to open up a package here from one of our very favorites, a, uh, a proud citizen of the Czech Republic. She also has dual there. citizenship with the rank amateurs. I think go. she's even a black sheep. No, she's not. She's not in the black no, sheep? She's no. not one of the black sheep. We huh? wouldn't do that to her. Well, let's see. All right, it comes to us from Indy Sarah. Lovely oh, she's mom. a big ATL fan, too. A yes. big uh, fan. She's one of the flames. Yeah, and she, whoa. It's, it's addressed to the uniform monitor, and it is written in the smallest lettering you could. It says, hi, darling. I'm glad it feels uh, blah, 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 read. Oh, back in 66 for the offseason. Um, she sent us a bunch of presents here. If you don't have these books already, one is for your kids, which is really nice. Love is a – oh, wait, which one is – oh, A Wrinkle in Time. And, oh, perfect. How nice. Oh, no. she got – she put some uh, My Little Pony stickers in. For my little girl. How delightful. That's really thoughtful. And the ponies, they're very popular right now. I don't know if you know, but the My Little Ponies, I'm not sure what magic happened to allow this, but somehow they've turned into girls now. They're Equestria girls. The ponies have turned into girl, human girls. What? I know. It's exciting. It's uh, it's very exciting times Jeez, at, uh, at my home as a result. Kids was Fraggle Rock. Then so <laughs> a nice book, which is really nice. Nothing what for black Fraggle time. Fraggle Rock? I, you know, no you don't Fraggle know. Down oh, I remember Fraggle, Fraggle Rock. Rock. Yeah. It was a Muppets offshoot. They lived in, they, it was a weird premise. They lived in caves. Muppets living living uh, in the sewer, basically, is what the... What was this? <laughs> That's what Fraggle Rock? This was I, like I early, early 80s. Did you see the Dark Crystal? And how about this? Uh, no, no, don't, no one should see that. Okay. Don't even acknowledge that it exists. Okay. <laughs> Nothing good comes from that. How about this? The other book is for Chris Wessling when I'm done. It's a music book because you've been looking for books and Chris Wessling's here. How about that? Love is a mixtape. I've heard good things about that. She says she'll be listening. She's our podcast sister. 
the great Sarah Peters. Let's take let's take the podcast on the road. Let's go to Indianapolis at Indy Sarah. You're uh, you jump to the top of our list there. That's really wonderful. Thank you very much. What speaking, do you mean speaking about? Speaking thank you, thank you, Indy Sarah. What uh, what do you mean speaking about on the road, Dave? You're not telling the people where you're going to be this Sunday. Oh, I'm going to the with Black Tie. Well, that's not on the road. That's here. I'm going yeah. to the MTV Music Awards. Are they the Music Awards? The Movie Awards. The Movie not, Awards. Not the music awards. Come All on, right, you're not, you're so not that big yet. I'll be out there and I'll kibitz with people, right? Yeah. Or am uh, I an attendee? Well, you're on the red carpet. We can sort of like hustle our way in, you know, figure some stuff out. All right. Hey. That'll be fun. Um, and also, of course, uh, you can find Elliot's top uh, 20 QBs list. Uh, Chris we- on NFL.com, Chris Wessling's fine work on Around the League and the podcast Around the League. Make sure you download that. Oh, speaking of podcasts. Rank, you have – you were at W – you were at WrestleMania. Oh, I have tons of stuff up there. Have you not seen – have you not seen my interview with the K-Dog? A couple of Cal State Fullerton legends sitting there talking I saw about- that. That was a few weeks ago, though, right? <laughs> uh, they put it back out because the movie's coming out. So we had that. Oh, oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah, that's We what- followed D'Angelo Williams to the WrestleMania. The K-Dog is Kevin Costner. Kevin if Costner. Not well, to, to me. To me, not I you see. guys. You guys aren't tight. No, no, I didn't say. I just want to make sure that everybody knows. So D'Angelo Williams, we followed him to WrestleMania. I went down and played Call of Duty with A.J. Green against Shady McCoy, and I ruined A.J.'s afternoon by being so terrible at the game. And then some other thing. I don't understand how you played them, Shady McCoy and A.J. Green. They, we played. We the were, three of you? you? It's a multiplayer oh, game. Yeah, I, don't like, so showing, so I don't know how it works. I don't know how it goes. What do I You're know about your age right it? Goodness now. gracious. Just, All right. I don't know. Who cares about video games? It's not just two-player two games anymore, Shaq. Wait, right. I don't know. I, I think also, you'll be able to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, speaking of Shady McCoy, Shady actually will be at the MTV Movie Awards as well. And as always, if you guys have any questions, you want Shaq asking all these big stars, Zach Efron, Seth Rogen, Mila Kunis, Nicki Minaj. Cause he Dress has up as no a idea. homeless person and take a swing at <laughs> Zach Efron. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shaq has no idea who these people are. Be sure to send your questions oh, quiet. to hashtag DDFP. <laughs> and also, real quick note, uh, I uh, remember our, our fan, Neil Dutton, big time. Big yep. time. Uh, oh, sorry, yep. gotta go. Wrap it up. <laughs> no, no, we're we're way big, past forty-five. Big now. time. Big time. <laughs> big time. Fire producer Neil Dutton. I actually like stale bread. <laughs> I actually jumped on his. <laughs> I jumped. I was a guest. I was honored enough to be a guest on his podcast with uh, you know his co-host Thomas is his first name at UK End Zone Podcast. You can check him out on Twitter at UK End Zone. Good stuff on there. Spoke about the NFL. Spoke about Man United. Talk about how I got to working with Dave and Rank on a daily basis, and it was a fun time. So check I it love out. I love the and idea of talking to. to you about the NFL. Yeah. Like, do we have to? <laughs> hey, um, man. Can we talk hey. about something fun to talk about? I don't like that. Um, all right. Well, listen. Elliot Harrison, great work. Thank you. Chris, I really will be on Sirius with Jim Miller this Saturday. That wasn't a joke. Jim Miller, former Steeler quarterback. I'm, be, I'm excited about it. That would be a super weird joke if it was. <laughs> it it, it <laughs> would be. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a sharp guy. I'm going to be on HGTV with Linda Lavin this Sunday night. I'm just <laughs> oh, trying to make up weird lies. I'm going to be at the hangout in Huntington Beach with Tommy Maddox on Sunday. Oh, old number eight. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> um, and uh, Adam Rank, so he's got his interview with Kevin Costner and uh, much else. Shady McCoy and AJ Green playing video games. Apparently, D'Angelo. everybody's playing them. On D'Angelo. D'Angelo. D'Angelo and Gary Barnage down from WrestleMania. Patrick Willis. 
and some other thing I'm on. All right, so look for all, all, all of it. Look for all of it at NFL.com and NFL Network. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce next week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.